Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda Series. Joining you Monday to Friday at 10am. I'm joined by Alfie. How are you doing, Alfie? You good? Yeah, I'm not bad, TC. Good morning. Uh, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Not too shabby. Uh, the Arsenal news, of course, aside, uh, things, are, things are all good and well. Other than that, Umar, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, Tom. Hope everyone knows well. Hope everyone in the chat box is doing good. But yeah, aside from the news last night, I'm well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's probably the best place to start is kind of kick and get a reaction to that. Uh, Alfie, of course, it was disappointing whenever a rival, you know, steals away a target. But when it's Chelsea, it's a little bit more painful, of course. And there was a real optimism around, you know, the idea of Rafinha moving to Arsenal, which has kind of evaporated in the space of 12 hours. So how are you feeling about what happened last night and the stories regarding Rafinha? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really disappointed at it. I mean, 24 hours ago, yesterday's stream, uh, we were talking about Rafinha. I, I won't bring up what Umar said about and, and his confidence in the deal. Um, I was a little bit more pessimistic with it and, and, and sort of said, you know, I, I can see something going on, but I am sort of hoping it, it gets done. But no, like you say, when it when it's a rival that takes him, it, it's just a bit, bit of an extra kick in the teeth. Um, but taking a positive spin on it, I think I've seen the rumoured fee they've agreed is 60 million. Um, we haven't matched that. Maybe it's a sign that they weren't willing to go above the valuation. They weren't willing to be bullied by Leeds, um, which I guess if you take a positive spin on it, it's it's not too bad. I mean, we've seen what happens when we overpay for wingers with Pepe. Uh, maybe they're not wanting to fall into that trap again. Um, but you know, I've seen plenty of Rafinha. We, we've seen sort of the hype around him over the last sort of couple of weeks. Um, I was excited to sort of see him if if he did turn up in an Arsenal shirt. So now I'm I'm, I'm disappointed, but I know it's uh, at least we're not overpaying. I guess. I love this from Magambo. He's trying to process this by saying, "Let's get the stats about how bad Rafinha is now that he's not coming to us. <laughs> Let's just break all those bad stats down." Yeah, uh, Umar, you were pretty darn confident yesterday. Um, you put yourself out there on a pedestal. It's not over, you know. Yeah. It's, Chelsea have obviously agreed the deal with Leeds. They are now in the process of trying to agree personal terms. Arsenal wouldn't have gone in for Rafinha if they didn't have a feeling from the players' camp that you know he was open to moving to Arsenal. So. You know, if Arsenal decide to change their minds about how much they're willing to offer, he could still very well join Arsenal. It's not completely over. From my perspective, I feel like the tables have certainly turned significantly in Chelsea's direction. And, you know, if I was a betting man, I probably would put money on Chelsea getting a deal done from this point. But how are you kind of feeling on it based upon how, you know, confident you were yesterday? It's crazy. I think Bailey was giving me a lot of stick after the deal <laughs> happened. He was like, Uma, you've jinxed it. But um, I was confident, to be honest. I was confident because I believe that Arsenal put all the eggs in this basket. They must have realised that there must have been a bit of a feeling that Rafinha was interested in coming since Barcelona, that move wasn't going to materialise due to the financial situation that they have there. But the problem with this deal for me... Um, I think Arsenal should have sorted this out way before Chelsea got involved. I think there was an opportunity there. Obviously, there was rumours that Chelsea was sniffing around. Tottenham were interested. And obviously, when you come into take all the factors into play, Champions League football, Deco's allegiances with Chelsea, it would be a difficult ask if Chelsea got involved. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, what Leeds were asking was... I think 55 million pounds around that around that figure 55 to 60 million pounds. Yeah. If we wanted Rafinha, if Mikel Arteta wanted Rafinha, 
they should have put the money on the table. I know we're not privy to how much Arsenal have in terms of funds this summer. Mm. I'm not going to say they have 200 million, 150 million pounds. But if Arteta says Rafinha is the player that we need for this position, they should have backed him because the dearth in quality, I think, in this winger position is is quite limited. I think these up and coming players, which we're going to touch on, the likes of Cody Gakpo. I know you've been talking about Amin Guri. I like uh, Lise. So there is talented pool of players there. But in terms of Premier League proven high quality people who can come in who can make a difference it's quite rare i know people are going on the surge and every bandwagon but i can't see that happening <laughs> in terms of the financial package that we'd have to pay the salary yeah. so i think rafinha it hurts because he was that type of player in terms of alexis sanchez he could have made the difference so it's quite upsetting but you win some you lose some i guess yeah, I'll come back to you more actually before I go back to Alpha because it's a, a point that I do want to pick up on is around the idea of Arsenal should have backed because I think there's two avenues to this. I think the first avenue is saying there's credible criticism of the owners if Mikel Arteta wanted Rafinha and you've not given them the funds to do it then there's an argument that Arteta isn't necessarily being backed as much as maybe he should have done if we wanted to to get all our primary targets. Because as you say, we would have put the money down earlier. The other side of it is to say that Arsenal have had a valuation of Rafinha that they're clearly not willing to go to, uh, which kind of indicates that there must be kind of a monetary value set on the window of how much we're able to spend. Of all the three positions that we've got left to invest in, which I think we can agree are wide forwards, central midfield, and the versatile defensive option that Martinez is being linked with. Of those three, for me, the wide forward is the least priority of those three because Arsenal have Saka, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe. Vieira, of course, has played right wing and can play there. Erdegaard can play on the right-hand side as well. And Ketia and Jesus have both played in wide positions as well. Whereas we don't have a progressive central midfielder that can play on the left-hand side at the moment. That's not something we've got. Tielemans, you know, fingers crossed, and we'll come on to him in a second, would be someone like that. And then someone who can cover at left-back, cover in defensive midfield, and offer competition to Gabriel, which we don't have if Pablo Marie moves on. In Martinez is again another, in my view, higher priority. So, Umar, do you think it's do you think there's a fair argument that Arsenal are right if there is this set budget to look at those other two positions and go, we we would have to sacrifice one of those two if we would if we did go for that big price and agree the deal with Leeds for Rafinha? No, of course that would be understandable um, because, like 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 I've said, in terms of the budget. Who knows how much Arsenal have available this summer? So if there's a set budget, obviously you need to prioritise other positions that are much more necessary. We need to take into consideration we have one of the best young talents in the world in Bukayo Saka playing in that position. So it's not like we don't have a winger there already. But in terms of positions, yeah, Lissandro Martinez, I think that is a position that we need to seal the deal quickly because Manchester United are now sniffing around. So if we were to lose Rafinha and then if we were to lose Lissandro Martinez, mm. there would be an uproar. And then all that optimism, all that confidence would just be blown out of the water. So I agree. I think if there's a set budget, I think Arsenal, Arteta, Edu, they're more than fair enough to be focusing on the likes of Yuri Tillemans or the likes of Lissandro Martinez. But it's important that they need to get them in the door now. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Alfie, the, the point I wanted to kind of get onto as we close this discussion on Rafinha is the reaction, you know, we talk a lot about kind of the social reaction to this. I did a show this morning, I've had comments saying I do is a disgrace for not getting this deal done. Um, we've seen the furore on social media last night. You know, I I do lean towards the side of thinking that if Rafinha's price tag was too high and it would have compromised our ability to go for other players, you know, I'll hold my hands up and say, you know, fair enough. If we go and get an alternative that's going to give us quality and we secure those positions, then fine. I hold my criticism, but I think it would be fair to criticise later on if, say, as Umar says, we miss out on Martinez, we miss out on Rafinha, and we don't end up getting those three positions that we, we clearly do need this summer. Yeah, I think sort of, Edu's sort of walking on a tightrope almost. Mm. It's like if he does pay the 65 million or whatever the rumoured fee was and he turns out to be another Pepe, then obviously he's going to get a lot of stick. Uh, but then he doesn't cough up the, the money. We don't cough up the money for Rafinha and, and, and sort of everyone's reacting as if it's the end of the world. I think it's just, like you say, we've got to prioritise those positions that we need. And, and you've both touched upon the right wing position. We've got uh, one of, in my opinion, one of the best players in the league for there in Bukayo Saka. So I think it's just reactionary. I think it's just because he's gone to Chelsea. Well, sorry, he looked like he's going to Chelsea. It's just sort of, um, it's just that extra, like say, kicking the teeth. And for me, it's, we need to get those players like Martinez because for me, that's one of the most, the the rarest profiles in the game. A a player that can play centre-half, full-back and hold in midfield. And if we get Martinez, we've got two players that, that can do that in Ben White and Martinez. So it's, it's rumoured that Ajax are holding out for, for sort of 50 million. Um, yeah, obviously, Leicester holding out for more on Tielemans. Um, so that's probably why, you know, we're not going in for Rafinha because that extra money that we'd spend on Rafinha, obviously, we, we can spend on these priority positions. So I, I think it's one of those ones that we've got to be patient. We look at last year's window and how much people overreact and said, you know, mm. why are we spending this money on Ramsdale, all this, uh, and look how it turned out in the end. So uh, for me, I, I put all my trust in, in Edu and Arteta. If they don't want him, then so be it. Uh, Stephen in the chat box says, to be paying that money for Rafinha, it's a player to take you to the next level. Do you think he would do that? For me, no, as Saka is there. So that's why Gakpo, for me, gives us more depth. You know, Saka got more goal contributions than Rafinha last season. If you are paying that much, you're, you're doing so on a player that you think is going to take you there. And there is obviously that associated risk. I think Rafinha would have been a really interesting deal for Arsenal to do and would have added a lot of quality to the team. It adds a, a problem in what you do with Saka, of course. So if we do say go for a Gakpo who's more akin to playing on the left, I think maybe that solves a few more issues. I think Martinelli, there's an opportunity for him to, to develop more on the right-hand side and be competition for Saka. And this versatility, obviously, is something that Arteta likes. And of all the wide players we've been linked to, Rafinha is the least versatile of all of them. You know, he is very much akin to playing on that right-hand side. Umar, the question now is, if, if obviously Rafinha falls away, whilst I expect Arsenal to have other, hopefully, options in a wide forward role... I actually think this will probably push them more towards prioritising both the Martinez situation and a central midfield option over then going for the wide forward that isn't as high of a priority. It became a priority because of the opportunity to sign Rafinha this early in the window. But with that now possibly not happening, do you agree that it could bring the Tillman situation back into the focus a lot more than maybe it would have done had we have brought in Rafinha? 100%. I think now... What Arsenal are do, they're going to be prioritizing this Yuri Tillemans deal because you need to remember we've got Fabio Vieira as well. That that, that could come mm. into equation. He could be 
may be seen as a person who can play on the flank to basically Bakaya Saka needed a rest. If there was a time, there was rotation. Fabio Vieira could fill that role. But I think now what Edu and Arteta need to do, they need to get these two, two deals over the line. Because, like I said, if Martinez say, I know there's been rumours that Arsenal is not his first choice. He would like to have a reunion with Eric Ten Hag. But if we pay the money and if we show a bit of ambition and show to Martinez that Arsenal is the right club for him, then I think he will come. But I think these two deals are key because everyone knows how the Arsenal fan base is. I think when that Rafinha deal to Chelsea happened and it was agreed last night, all the Arsenal fans went in uproar. Not myself personally. I was upset. I was a bit Mm. disappointed, but I wasn't starting to tarnish the reputation of Edu or um, abuse and stuff like that. But Arsenal fans get like that. So imagine if Martinez wasn't to happen and he was to go to Manchester United. But I think we do need a player like Yuri Tillemans in this team because I think we lack a bit of creativity still in the middle of the park. Party, Sambi Lokonga, Mohamed Oneni, Granit Xhaka, they're good players, but I think they don't have that ability to unlock the door. I think if we had Yuri Tillemans, I think in the back end of towards the end of the season, he's been improving a lot. I think you've just seen in the internationals how good he's been for Belgium. So mm. I think he's a very, very good player. So I think he could be a cheap option for around £25 million. Premier League proven. He's done it for Leicester at the highest level. Why not? But I think now, most of the time, I think Arsenal will be looking to get Martinez and Tillemans in the door. And I think there will be two very good signings. Yeah, look, if we can get those two in, that's two significant progressive signings for the squads and ones that I thought would have been great for this window. If we don't, you know, Arsenal need to work out what they're going to do in terms of alternatives. I mean, the question around Rafinha is, and alternatives was kind of the final part. I'll ask you both briefly, I'll give you mine, if you had to choose one alternative realistically to Rafinha. So no Serge Gnabry's in here, I'm afraid. <laughs> but uh, if you had to pick one alternative, Alfie, who would it be? I would have said Nabry, but obviously a bit unrealistic with Europa League football. Um, probably Cody Gakpo for me. Um, just because I think he'd fit our system really well um, and hopefully wouldn't be as much as Rafinha would cost us. Mm. Umar? Not many people are speaking about him, but I really like Michael Lise. I think mm. he, he's he's a player which I think he would come in, he would give good competition to Bukayo Saka. He wouldn't have that... It's, it's a bit difficult to say, but he wouldn't come in and say, yeah, I have to be first choice here. He'll buy this time. He would compete. It'll be a bit rotational, like dependent on games, dependent on European fixtures. And I think he's a very, very good player. I think for France under 21s, he's performed at the highest level. For Palace this season, I think Vieira has improved him a lot. And I think he's a signing which, in a couple of years' time, who could basically improve a lot. And I think. People have been speaking about the likes of Pedro Neto. I'm still a bit cautious with him, that knee injury he suffered. If he didn't have that knee injury and he was still playing at the highest level, I think it would be a very good signing. A lot of fans are talking about Bowen, but I'm not really sold on him, to be honest. So Mm. I think Alise, I just really like him and I think he would be a very good signing. Yeah, I think Bowen would cost a... Ridiculous. Don't get me wrong, I'd like it. I think it'd be a really interesting move for Arsenal to do. I think, you know, signing another homegrown player to the squad, Premier League proven great. 
but West Ham are going to charge you, you know, 70 mil, 80 mil upwards. I don't see them going for anything less than that for a player that's done as well as him. Elise, you know, there's a lot of excitement about him. Already Premier League um, experience in his game, versatility in his game as well. Uh, someone else I like is Eberechi Eze at Crystal Palace. You know, he's someone who's got a lot of quality, more so an attacking midfielder, you would say, than a wide forward. But, you know, I like what Palace are doing. And, you know, they're signing Cheikh Decore as well. Another really good young signing being made in the midfields. Um, they brought in someone else who skipped my mind as well in the last past couple of weeks, I'm sure. Uh, was it a Manchester City player that's come in? Someone young has come in, or maybe a QPR talent's come in as well. But, uh yeah, they, they, they've really got their their recruitment back on track because they had a fair few years where their recruitment was so poor and they were losing like 12 players into the season because they had a contract and they, and they had like loads of players on loan. It was really strange. But now they're starting to build some really interesting signings under Vieira. Uh, for me, you know, I tweeted about it this morning. Uh, Amin Guiri at Nice uh, is an interesting option. You know, he's got creativity. He's got goals, low centre of gravity. Um, he links up really well with his teammates and he's a motivated player. You know, he was at Leon, he moved to Nice because he felt he wasn't getting enough opportunity uh, there and has gone and absolutely smashed it, still 22 years of age. I, like you, Alfie, think Gakpo would be a really good option too. You know, over 30 goal contributions last season across just the Eredivisie and, and the European competition as well. So a really exciting player and would be quite funny to, to mug Leeds off after they tried to charge us so much for Rafinha. So there's that as well. We'll wrap up the show with a couple of questions from the chat. Uh, Alfie, question from Paul. Have the club recognised that in the past they have overspent on players who've underperformed and lost value? So they are now spending with this in mind. Edu should spend smart to get our targets. Yeah, 100%. I think we, we, I've mentioned earlier about Nicolas Pepe, um, club record signing, and we've seen how that ended up. So uh, similar position as well with Rafinha, I think. Um, yeah, 65 million. I think he's a fantastic player, but for me, he's not mm. worth that. But he is worth that to Leeds because obviously he was uh, a lot of the reason why they stayed up this season. So, yeah, I think that, that they'll be conscious with that and, and, and thinking that we don't want to be paying all this money for someone who, in a couple of years' time, uh, we may not even get half the value for if, you know, it turns out to be a flop. So I hope that that's why we've, we've learned our lesson with it. Um, and that's the reason why we're not coughing up the extra money for him. Mm, absolutely um, Bill says hey boys it's disappointing not to get Rafinha I'm okay as long as Spurs don't get him I'd love us to get Martinez Tillemans and go all out for Ozymen I feel like Ozymen is, is just not realistic considering you know, the price tag you look at upwards of 100 million euros it's just not a realistic place to look to um, Jay says we got beat to Rafinha by Chelsea just got to admit it and move on we aren't at that level yet I mean are we seeing kind of this Champions League absence affecting the summer now Umar do you think maybe but I think it's not even to be fair I don't even think it's Champions League football I just think Todd Bowley's mm. just come in and he's just put the money on the table I know there's been talk that he's built a good rapport with Jorge Mendes in the past few weeks They've got a good friendship. So maybe that's coming to the equation as well. Um, these agents, they do have friendships. and um, But I think they just put the money on the table. Um, and I think Champions League, it would come into consideration. But I don't think it's a, it's a big deal, to be honest. I think the fact that Rafinha was open to coming to Arsenal, was open to joining the club, is a positive. But I think when you put the money on the table... Um, more often than not, Leeds are going to accept and then that's going to give the player the opportunity to decide and he's probably going to decide Chelsea. So, fair play. 
We will make sure we update you with any news that drops. You can, of course, follow the transfer window over on football.london. Their live transfer blog will be continually updated and pieces throughout the day discussing all the topics around Arsenal. Uh, Thank you for listening. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe as we work our way towards, what, 15,000 subs now, Umar? Yeah. Get into that level, which is fantastic. So make sure if you haven't subscribed, we do these shows every morning at 10 a.m. and usually have plenty more content around that as well. Alfie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Appreciate your time, my friend. No, thanks for having me on, TC. Hopefully a more positive show tomorrow morning. No more shocks or surprises tonight. Yeah, if there are, hopefully they're good (laughs) ones. That's, uh, That's what we can hope for. Umar, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, fella. Thank you, TC. Thank you, Alfie. And thank you for everyone tuning in. Indeed. Chat books are a fantastic Wednesday. We hope that the news does improve for you. And if it does, you can be sure that you'll be able to find all the reaction to it here on the Arsenal way. So make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.